Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 111 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Jacob, how are you doing out there today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. A lot your of running world, around, man. A lot of running around? Yeah. I don't know that you're supposed to be doing that. You're well, supposed to be at home. Well, I'm to go get going? groceries and stuff. And like well, now they, true. Now they like line you up outside, so I had to stand out in the cold. I didn't know that was coming, because I'm, as you I see, mean, I've gone to Home Depot a couple times and waited outside in the line. I'm in a, a sweater, like a hoodie and um, some joggers right now. So I yeah. was not dressed for blowing snow in my face well, for you 10 know, minutes. Well, we'll, we'll get through it. It, it seems a theme of mine. I'm just out in the elements lately. Like I'm it's still just, out It's here making today. you stronger for our new dystopian society. You're going to be one of the ones that makes it. So good yeah, for that's you. That's true. That's good, good point. For, good for you with that thick skin. Um, okay. So things have been rough as we all know so that is why today everybody you're going to be super jazzed that you actually are listening to this episode because today is a day it's a holiday that you might not even know about and you are gonna want to know about it oh it's one of the most important ones you're gonna find about. this is he is there's no hyperbole there he's being real may 11th may 11th do you know what it is everybody today and this is real is national eat what you want day boom Yes. I mean, what else do you need to say? I mean, I'm going to read one of like their captions on the website for this legit holiday is that restricting yourself from your favorite foods can be difficult. And I mean, people, I think, are doing that a lot in quarantine. Like sometimes you might be eating what you want, maybe in the beginning. But I think now people are like, oh, God, I have to like get it together and maybe eat normal, even though Doritos could be breakfast, lunch and dinner. So today they're celebrating National Eat What You Want Day. And on this day, people are encouraged to treat themselves by giving into their sweet tooth or carb loading without having a marathon to run (laughs) and eating breakfast for dinner because on Eat What You Want Day, no one can tell you what to eat. So this day was created by Thomas and Ruth Roy, and their goal was to help people break away from frustrating health and diet trends of our time, which a new one pops yeah. out like every month. Jeez, that sounds like a problem we still have. Yeah, but and it's like it's only one day. Just let go and enjoy life a little bit. And I mean, real life talk here, we can all say that various these health food food fads that seem to come and go every few weeks, like they don't help at all. No, because once you're off the fad, you're just going to go right back to where you were before. That's 100% because it turns out that like a gluten-free diet is not particularly good for anyone who isn't allergic to gluten. Mm -hmm. Juice cleanses deprive people of proteins and fats that your body actually needs to function properly. And then just taking like too many vitamin supplements just makes our urine really expensive when we immediately flush it out. Yeah, because your body can only... Do so many nutrients and vitamins at a time, so yeah. you're just wasting your time. He's like, I don't know what to do with this. I so, know when I did the no bread, the no carb diet, like eventually your body just starts breaking down on itself and it can't repair. In and the short then once term. you, you know, put carbs back in your body, it doesn't process it the way that it used to because it's not used to them, and you end up gaining weight quicker. Yep, right back to where you were. So, I mean, no. So most nutritionists do seem to agree that giving yourself a break every now and then can actually be really good for us and that always forcing ourselves to eat low calorie, tasteless foods for prolonged periods of time is likely to cause us to suddenly gorge 
on everything when you know when that kind of your determination wears off so that's not good no not at all and it's definitely something i'm guilty of i know as soon as i get done or can't hold off anymore i'm like just give me all of the all the french fries all of the food that you feel you've been so deprived of so i've been i have been doing really well like i said the first week of quarantine i went so hard i can't even I was just double fist and foods in my mind. It was like 1 a.m. And I'm like, here's a turkey leg and a bowl of ice cream. And then I was like, okay, I have to like get it together. So I've been eating fairly well, not having going out to restaurants helps. That does help. It definitely helps. But like last week, I was just like so focused on food. I was like, I just want, I just need ice cream. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do that. I ordered Thai food. I, I got ben and jerry's because i was like if i don't just give into this right now i'm gonna obsess about it until it derails the whole thing that was one night uh next day i was like i feel great and then i went like back to it so i super support this eat what you want today i mean it's it seems like a great idea because like you said deprivation is just going to make everything worse when you try to fight it off you're not nobody has that kind of willpower eventually you're going to slide off no i mean all the best things are are terrible things they actually did like a poll um of like the top foods of what people would eat on like eat whatever you want day broken down into 100 mm-hmm. percent here so 13 percent, which is number one what do you think the number one food is people want mm, mashed potatoes what that's weird <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong mashed potatoes are delicious but you think that's like america's number one like go-to food no you're right you should you got to add ketchup into those mashed potatoes and you're, now, now you're, you're, right to the you're top. disgusting uncivilized monster <laughs> number one at 13 percent was pizza okay that makes sense followed by pasta burgers ice cream tacos and burritos bringing it up at nine percent that's I was gonna say higher we're, for me yeah, where, where are the tacos they had to be up there chocolate french fries number eight is donuts followed by cake very similar hmm. 10 is chips and then cheese we're getting into my salty world and number 12 is cookies Okay. So all those things. But don't forget, it's not like today you have to just be like a garbage can. You can also think of a food that you've always wanted to try and you never have. Or maybe there's some takeout place you were interested in that you want to see. Maybe you're like, I never get lobster. Just do it. Eat whatever you want. I mean, and if you feel bad about it, just think about all the people out there that don't have those options. I mean, Gargamel has been trying to eat Smurfs for (laughs) 40, 50 years. Wiley Coyote, (laughs) this guy can't catch a break on that Roadrunner. These guys have been putting in work for 70 years. Nothing. So, you know, think think of the people who cannot eat what they want. In this this time, you are a rational breath of fresh air. Thank you, Jacob. This is what happens when you're up till four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So with our truly celebrating this day, we thought this was a really good time to talk about um, films that like movies are excellent at capturing, you know, two of the main senses like sound and vision, obviously. But it is much harder for a movie to make you smell or taste something. So and if you can might want to go see a doctor about yeah it. that's i mean they were we're trying that in films for a while like i remember that. Or whatever but a terrible idea when you watch a film and you swear that you can kind of taste the food through the screen that you you've never had before that is a sign of a good filmmaker yes and that's some of the films that we want to talk about today or at least i will who knows what jacob's gonna pull out yeah it's but, gonna be there's gonna be some good stuff i took it relatively serious okay this time. that's good that's good so let's hop into it so the first thing is maybe this is easier for people to access at home it's on netflix it is a show called chef's table 
Okay, I've heard of that. So it's really, really, it's really pretty to watch. Um, it has some of the most renowned chefs in the world, and they're sharing their deeply personal stories and inspirations and unique styles. And each episode has a different chef. Um, and I mean, they're all preparing some sort of, sort of like awe-inspiring creation. That of course. Although I have to say, all these fancy ones, I'm like, that's the meal. It's like the size of a deck of cards. You know, like it's the smallest I, thing ever. I get that feeling when I watch those shows too. It's like a little bit of whipped cream and like a half of a like a fish tail or it's, something. It's, and hurt, like, it's a little hurtful. I'm just like, do you have to like spend $300 on that meal and then drive yeah. through McDonald's on I'm the like, way what home? Are you, what are you serious right now? Bring the rest of the meal out here, guy. That's, yeah. that's not going to cut it. But the show really delves into the nuances of the craft of cooking, um, but still stays kind of rooted in the universal th- themes through a personal lens and i can say let me tell you how effective it is so i don't watch it a lot andrew's really into it he's really into cooking but i've caught a few episodes really pretty show and the one it was about pastries so i'm sitting there at night in this quarantine where i'm eating well and i'm watching this woman talk about how she always loved cookies and cake and it's her journey through restaurants until she ended up opening her own, which is called Milk Bar. Have you ever heard of that? It's a no, spot. I think it started in New actually. York City. And, um, you know, it's full of desserts. I would think so. I would and hope. she's talking about this this pie that she made once, like on a fluke, and people were eating it. And they were like, what, what is this? Does this have crack in it? Like, I can't stop eating it. It's so delicious. They started calling it crack pie. I'm watching her make these chocolate chip cookies and she's like grounding up potato chips and pretzels in it jacob i'm dying it's so delicious so then i'm like playing on my phone and i'm like oh look at that milk milk bar has has some delivery <laughs> i mean 90 dollars later jacob i have a delivery coming next week do you really yes. what did what did you order from that so not i hope even, you got more than like a candy bar or it's something. not even that much because fancy places you know they be getting it but i ordered one of those crack pies okay and then like a tin of those cookies that I saw her making. All right, well, see, you're going to get to live your dream then. You're going to try them I out. need to know. I, so the show is well enough shot that you might spend $90, which is an obscene and insane amount of money on some desserts. It, so Yeah, but it's going to be worth it. when you I'm hoping. I need to know what that pie is. I need to know. Just, uh, yeah, well. I mean, it's potato chips, pretzels, and That's in the cookies. And... In oh, the pie, okay. I don't even know what's in it. It well, doesn't even look good. It literally doesn't. That, so well, I, that, that just was means it's going to be delicious. Like, that, that was more intriguing. Yeah, the fact that it's ugly just means it's going to be the best thing you've ever eaten in your whole life. All right, life. that makes me feel better because I look at my bank statement and I was like, what have you done? But well, so, yeah, so check out Chef's Table on Netflix. Jacob, what do you have? I guess if you also want to go on, while you're on Netflix, you might as well check out The Great British Baking Show, too. I mean, that is the one. <gasps> oh, I love that show so much. I mean, if you just want to watch the most wholesome, best it thing is, on baking. It will put you in a better mood during this period pandemic you'll be like so happy to spend time with paul and mary berry and you know he, man even when they switched hosts i didn't even matter like it's still it, okay and it, i thought that guy was gonna be really creepy the guy with yeah, the dark hair yeah and he, i love him yeah he, he grew on me because now he's just being totally wacky but noel this, or not i can't think of his name yeah the guy from uh that one comedy troupe in England. I don't even know. Oh, I can't. This is the best recommendation you've ever given. Um, but yeah, just go watch the Great British Baking Show, everybody. If you just any of them, and you'll have a real great time. It it's, is crazy how into it you get. Like Andrew uh-huh. and I will be having these really long conversations. Like I don't know. I just feel like she's reaching out in a way that's really she's overextending, and she really yeah. needs to focus more on her doughs. And like it's 
crazy. Like they're making things that sound gross in my head, like those anise flavored. They cakes. do sound gross. But then I'm, I'm like, like, those ingredients don't go together. Yeah, but then you look at them and like, I would eat all of that. I cake would want. I would pay ninety dollars and ship that to my house. Um, all right, solid call. But yeah, aside from that one, I also since to show you how serious I'm taking this one. I want to go with the 1999 Sarah Michelle Gellar movie, Simply Irresistible. I am not familiar with that. Oh, that's because this movie was a massive bomb. Oh, okay. Failed to make back a six million dollar budget. Now you know you are dealing with some terrible. So basically, I like that you're like this is a terrible movie. Everybody go watch it. I because when I um, tell you what the plot is, you're you're gonna love it. So okay, Amanda plays a uh, a young lady. Who inherits a restaurant Amanda? from her dad? That's her. Uh, oh, Amanda is the name of the oh, character. Oh, okay. That's Sarah Michelle Gellar. She plays a uh, young lady who inherits a restaurant, but she is a terrible cook, so the restaurant goes under. Wah, wah. Yeah. So then she decides, I'm going to give this another shot. So, with the help of a magic crab <laughs> Wait, that stop. escaped when she was trying to cook it. She is now able to what? make food that tastes like her emotions. Uh, when she cooks it. I Wait, and I just need a second. Let me just... Okay, go on. So the, her food tastes like how she feels. So if she's happy and love, the food tastes amazing. But she's in she's a rotten best. mood. She makes the garbage. Fo- the food is bad and stuff. So she starts trying to open a restaurant in a new hotel. I cannot. And I, mean, I don't want to spoil it too much. But spoil it like her emotions spoil her food? <laughs> no, but, I mean, when you had somebody at... Most people had magic crab. <laughs> It's just such a I mean, you had me there. I'm in. It's such a ridiculous, stupid movie. But <laughs> it's just one of those ones you're watching it and you're just in awe. I'm just going to assume at the end her restaurant is successful and she gets the man. Of course. Okay, good. There and or, hopefully the crab is her pet. There may or may not be a crab wipe at the end of this movie. Wipe? Like the screen, like you like do a zoom in on the crab or it's in front of like a moon or something. I don't want to spoil the part. What? Is this real life? Yeah. If you want to get some wackiness, it'll just go with the complete absurdness of the 2020. That's true. You might not even notice that it's weird. Go check out Simply Resistible, everybody. Wow. Okay. Um, Magic Crabs and Sarah Michelle (laughs) Gellar. What can you go wrong? That's she came out of retirement for that. Um, (laughs) So this movie I highly recommend. I love it very much. It is called Chef and it was made by Jean Favreau before um, he started making some of the biggest films in the world. Mm -hmm. One of Disney's go to guys. He used to do indie films. I liked him. I maybe a little remember more. Remember that a million years ago? Um, so this is this film was his passion project. Um, and one when you're watching it, you really do feel the joy that he poured into every frame of this movie. Um, it's about a respected Los Angeles chef named Carl Casper who loses his job after um, he kind of has like a flame out with a snooty restaurant critic, and then he proceeds to embark on a sort of spiritual journey across the country to rediscover his passion for food okay so his plan is making modestly priced and creative sandwiches which is like a food by the people for the people kind of thing um it's got a lot of the good like restaurants the way people talk like a real it's really authentically vulgar you know and just like seriously like pornographic shots of food You're looking at this food and you're just like, I don't even like that food, but I still want that food. So you can tell that Favreau really loves food and he understands the kind of philosophy behind gourmet meal making. And it's just like a really fun movie. 
He so actually, if you're really into food, you'll like it. But honestly, even if you're not, I think you'll like it anyway, because I'm not like a foodie or anything like that. And I love this film. He actually extended that. I believe he has a uh, show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah, he does. Food. So like it's got a whole universe of, uh, attached to that. That's one, right. So. It all led from that, because I think the movie was surprisingly popular. Like it did yeah. better than they could have anticipated. It's got a pretty big cast in that movie. I think Scarlett Johansson. And, uh, I was just going to say that's the only thing that maybe takes away from it sometimes is there's a lot of celeb pop-ins. Well, that's and you're like, you didn't need that many people when you help create the marvel universe you can get yourself some pretty big names for no money for your indie film i guess that's true so definitely watch chef i think i'm gonna have to do that i don't don't know if i've seen that one i i feel like it's one of those ones i've seen the cover of a million times and i don't know if i ever actually got around to watch yeah because it doesn't look like it's gonna be great no it doesn't but it's gonna surprise you low budget movie about food trucks but yeah it's apparently worth it so everybody go check that one out all right I got to go with one of the obvious ones that people will be mad if we don't bring it up. Mm. 2007's Ratatouille. <laughs> I just watched that during this quarantine. Did you really? For the first time in my life, just, yes. You've never seen it before? I never saw it. Did it hold up? Um, it was okay. It was okay. Well, like I liked it. It's not right. my favorite Disney cartoon, but... I feel it's like it's in. the kind of the one... Everybody kind of knows the plot of this one, considering it's a childhood classic. A rat... Is a chef and he controls a man with by pulling his hair. To I think that was him. my issue. And now I know it sounds ridiculous. It wasn't that I found the rat who's a chef unrealistic, but sure. I didn't like that him just pulling that guy's hair could make him an excellent chef. It was flawed. It was there was, it was flawed. There's some problems with the premise. I mean, I would have started more with the talking rats. That would have been the first place. That I would have gone, but I guess they didn't talk, were they? It's always that fun thing when you watch movies like that. Where you're like, they talked, not... but people couldn't understand well, yeah, them. Yeah, they're talking in mouse, basically how that goes. Um, but you know, it's an adorable classic Pixar movie. It was one of their first movies, one of the ones that put them on the map. Is that right? Is that wow? Yeah, it was like, think about it was like their fourth or fifth movie, if not even earlier. Um, made a big box office, six hundred million, which doesn't seem like a big amount nowadays, but you know, thirteen years ago, that was sure. a hefty amount. Um, stars Pat and Oswalt. I mean, everybody's got Disney Plus at this moment because of the speaking of John Favreau because of the Mandalorian getting everybody sucked in. Yeah. Um, but Ratatouille, guys, if you got kids, it's worth watching. If you get an adult and you're just kind of sitting, I mean, on the couch, I, I didn't have kids watching it. I was just you know go check house. it out. It's not a musical, which is some, one of the things that people. It's refreshing. Yeah, I think it, that's one of the things that I think works for cartoons. Is I don't always want to watch musicals all the no. time. Not in my cartoon. Not versions. all the time. I want to take my cartoon serious. Um, But yeah, go check out Ratatouille, everybody. It's a good movie. Um, Okay, this one. This is an excellent documentary called Hero Dreams of Sushi. Oh, I like where this is going. I do like sushi. Oh, then who? Should we call Jacob Dreams of Sushi? This is the one for you. It just the meticulous craft of preparing sushi. We can agree. Goes well beyond the comparatively simple act of just making food and ventures into an area where like art and culinary experience collide, especially in Japan. Trust me, I lived there. These people, they take the sush real seriously. Oh, I'm sure they do. So that is like the overlap that's captured in this is David Gelb's terrific and immersive film about little Iro. I love him so much. But it's like looks at the painstaking work and the sense of um, ingenuity that goes into creating the perfect piece of sushi. So Iro is um, an 85-year-old man whose Michelin-rated restaurant, um, Suki Yabashi Hiro, 
which only has 10 seats available at every at any time, awesome. has continued to redefine the parameters of innovation in the realm of Japanese cuisine. I forgot to mention this restaurant is literally like in a train station. So awesome. it's like a place you stop while running to get your train and it is a Michelin rated restaurant. That's like a big thing over in Asia. I know in Hong Kong as well, they have like Michelin star rated restaurants that are just like little shacks on little the street. Shacks. And everybody's like, two blocks long waiting for food from and places. because of that too like it's amazing it's like quietly mesmerizing look at this man who has devoted his entire life to the perfection of this one thing and the emotional and psychological costs in the pursuit of like being a perfectionist so i mean sometimes it's like he has an alarmingly like attention to detail where you're like you know you gotta like chill out like you're just putting a piece of fish on a bed of rice but like it is this is like the guy takes it seriously man like he's ride people... or die with this right here so it's, okay. a, it's must see for anyone who's captured by the intersection of food and art if you like sushi if you like japan if you just like good documentaries i once made a joke at a sushi restaurant where i was oh, just no. kind of screwing around i was talking thinking about the simpsons and i was asking for the fugu fish and I oh the the deadly blowfish the deadly blowfish yeah. and it turns out they actually had it yeah so they're like okay you want the fugu and they brought it up and I was like oh crap did you eat it I did eat it I didn't die well that's who so knew that's great but I was just like the whole time like I did have that moment when I was watching it like come up I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna eat this fish man I don't want to be well, pulling a homer on this people one. actually die every single year in Japan from trying to make it at home they say like if you eat it in a restaurant you're probably just right. fine yeah because they know how to do it but people die every year trying it at home and I'm like why are you trying that yeah well, I, w- I just wouldn't don't do it at home, make no. everything else at home and get that in a restaurant people you like wanna, you want to know what though hmm? it was delicious of course it of was course, I mean I if can a understand. food could maybe kill you it better taste really good well it did so I am recommending restaurant quality fugu fish. Okay, awesome. Um, So the next one I guess I'll go with, it's less about restaurants, I suppose, but what we get in the restaurants. That's right, 2016's Sausage Party. The Seth oh, Rogen no, animated No, you didn't. Movie. So this is actually a very important movie in uh, movie history, believe it or not. Why is that, pray tell? Okay, so currently it is the first 3D rendered R-rated movie that was ever made, hmm. so it's forever going to be in the record. That movie was 3D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so obscene. <laughs> so it's going to be the first. It's going to have a record in the history books forever. It's also with 140 million dollars, the highest grossing R-rated cartoon of all time. Are there a ton of R-rated cartoons? There are actually more mm. than you would think, but they don't. Here's a shock: they don't really do that well usually. Okay. The uh, the one that it beat f- um, for the old record holder was 114 million for the South Park movie. So that oh, tells you. Also, uh, so vulgar. Yes. Yeah, so but bad. Sausage Party is just obscene. While I did laugh, <laughs> sometimes, man, I was like, good lord. Yeah. This it's is pretty, a bit much. <laughs> if you know Seth Rogen and Danny McBride's humor, that is what this is turned to like 11 in this movie. 11. Um, <laughs> it's just basically about food. Thinking that when they leave the store, that it's all good, it's all going to be good for them. Yeah, it's like a utopia if someone picks them up from the grocery store. And then they find out that it's actually being horribly chopped up. That scene is hilarious. When he's like watching his brethren be like, I've been chosen. And then they're getting peeled. And he's like, you're peeling my skin off. When Danny McBride comes back and he's like, you guys don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it definitely had funny moments. But seriously, some of like the 
the naughty was even i mean i'm not one to fan myself off here but i was like holy moly yeah you're like <laughs> wow you guys really went for that one huh yeah. put the kids to bed before watching this one do put not the kids have them... to bed in a different house before you even watch this <laughs> one if you're an adult check it out you'll have a good time watching this movie just put on your stupid hat and just watch it at like midnight it's true like i can't say that i hated it i mean i definitely <laughs> laughed out loud but i shook my head a lot too um okay one of the best shows ever my man miss him so much anthony bourdain's no reservations ah, he was just the i know you were a big dude. fan of that show i was a huge fan of the show i'm a huge fan of him i'm a fan of his books he's just the wild man chef best-selling author and he hits like familiar culinary hotspots and then like out of the way gems in a global quest for the ultimate dining experience um so you get to see like his perspective on both the food and the local customs that he comes across as he's traveling all around the world into some really cool places it really got me into travel um in a huge way he sarcastic well he was sarcastic and funny and he still is on the shows when you're watching him yeah like he is just like the the best i don't know that a lot of people do that like i'm traveling and eating and sometimes i'm like oh shut up you're pretentious and yeah it's look like at it your perfect even... life but you didn't get that feeling with him you were just like he's me he's like an every dude well he's better than me because i would not be eating some of the food that i've seen that guy he consume. seemed to really enjoy everything too I'm, that's the thing i feel bad i'm sure the food is delicious and stuff like but some of it i just i couldn't imagine getting myself over my own head about eating some of it i think i think you'd be surprised that when you're in a different country though sometimes you just kind of go with the flow like i've eaten things that i would not eat in the u.s abroad and i've really actually enjoyed them what was your favorite weird thing that you got to eat well i have to say that i ate a lot of crickets and they're not okay. they are not too bad um otherwise i don't really know about weird it would just be like the way things are prepared like you're eating pad thai that's wrapped up in like a bamboo leaf that you bought like oh. from a street cart okay or something like that i did eat goat head in marrakesh and that was disgusting <laughs> was it really um and i ate camel which was dope it was I, oh, a really delicious sandwich. If you got some camel, you can call me up right now. I'll eat some camel. I just didn't know, but it was like breaded and fried. And I was like, well, you could probably bread and fry anything and make it delicious. But like Anthony Bourdain was doing stuff like that. So I'm eternally grateful to him and the Travel Channel for creating this series. Um, there's a reason that it's really well loved. I think it's the best cultural food program that was ever created because it's fun and it's educational at the same time. And it's a really good guide for a travel destination also because you'd right. be like, I don't even know about this country and it looks beautiful and the food looks great. I'm going to check it out more. I think I kind of slept on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain, my boy. Uh, I'm just going to bang off two quick ones here and then let you go because you always have better I'm just going to end. I mean, I have a few more, but I'm just going to end with one more because okay. we always run out of time. Um, 2016's The Founder, the Michael Keaton movie where he probably should have I've been dying got... to watch it on you HBO. Seen it, really? No, I keep missing it. It's so good. It's, uh, it should be on demand now so you'll be able to pick it up. Yeah. But it basically is a story of uh, Ray Kroc and how he took McDonald's from a family-owned little walk-up restaurant. Yeah. Took like, is important. He's there. really using the word took literally. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to talk about a blind i theft. read the book that that was based on when i th i think i was in high school and i was like oh wow yeah it's it's right in this movie he's too. a genius because he stole 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 and became michael keaton is so good in this movie so is nick offerman and uh john carroll lynch as uh you know the, uh, the two found McDonald's. the real founders yeah, of McDonald's, mcdonald's who get no credit or money you yes. know who is terrible in this movie oh, though who? oh big shock laura dern just an absolute oh, train wreck in this go. movie just Him terrible and laura dern and then um <laughs> if you want to look watch a movie and think wow 
this guy's actually a movie star, isn't he? Go watch 2015's Burnt with Bradley Cooper. What just a pretentious little annoying movie this is. <laughs> that it only um, works because it has Bradley Cooper. It doesn't even work Otherwise because it has Bradley garbage. Cooper. I, mean, Bradley, I don't think I heard good things about here's it. Here's a shock. Bradley Cooper playing a guy with drug and alcohol problems. Wherever would he get inspiration to play such he a role? He does really seem to like that, but okay. He does seem to like it. But it's basically a movie about a guy who's a chef who's a jerk. This gets fired and loses everything and then is like, hey, maybe if I'm not a jerk, people will like me. And stuff ensues. Drama. Bradley you, Cooper man, makes Bradley you, Cooper This could space. be a Rotten Tomatoes review. I love it, Jacob. Yeah, I'm into it. Not, not, uh, it does not get a tomato. It's rotten is what this one is, but oh, just... Buh. Wow, you are you are shook by that. Well, I'll say Q one then. I recommend Waitress, Come for Carrie Russell, Stay for the Delicious Pies. They also made that into a musical, which is really great. I hear really it's great. actually going to be coming. Uh, they're going to be running it again. Once, it was uh, great. Broadway you should see up, it. So. I saw it when it was here. Um, Julie and Julia has Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. That's pretty much all you need to know. Written by Nora Ephron. W- if you're not running to it, what's the matter with you? Oh, I wish I had time to prepare my uh, Julia Child's impression. Oh, we- I mean, we know you're the king of impressions, but she, you know, it, it's cute. And all you need to know, you learn a really valuable lesson about French cooking. Just simply add four times as much butter as you mm-hmm. think a human artery can physically withstand. And then you've made French food. Yeah. That's what you get from that movie. Um, But the last one I want to end on, because I don't like ending on positive notes. I like ending on negative notes. So you should check out the documentary Food, Inc. Okay. Did you see it? I did see Food, Inc. Holy moly. It's hard to even eat food after that. It's it's, it's a little rough. A little rough. It's by uh, Robert Kenner. He lifts the veil on our nation's food industry, exposing the highly mechanized underbelly that's been hidden from American consumers. Um, Just like the consent of our government's regulatory agencies like the USDA and the FDA. I don't I don't think they care about us one bit, but how our nation's food supply is controlled by a handful of corporations that pretty much always put profit ahead of consumer health. It's very Um, topical at the moment. It's very topical. It talks about the livelihood of the American farmer and how they're dying out. Uh, Safety of workers in our own environment. Timely because the people in meat plants are like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. We all have COVID and you're making us work. How there's like bigger breasted chickens and these perfect pork chops and and things that, you know, aren't normal tomatoes that don't go bad and things like that. And now we have new strains of E. coli and harmful bacteria that yeah. cause illness for, you know, an estimated 73,000 Americans annually get sick because of the things they're doing to food. And we have widespread obesity, especially among children and diabetes, yada, yada, all the joy. It's all in this documentary. It reveals really shocking truths about what we eat and how it's produced and how we have become as a nation and where we should go from here. I know I feel better about going yeah. and eating chicken tonight. I mean, but you. again, don't let that deter you from eat what you want day. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you can still do that. Maybe, I mean, pretty much everything we eat's terrible. So once you watch that, just yeah. at least enjoy yourself. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> wait till tomorrow to uh maybe to to watch that. Yeah, yeah, don't to, watch that today. Don't watch food I don't tonight. recommend it on Eat What You Want Day. But yeah. all right, Jacob, we are finished. Why don't you give us a little pluggy? So everything that you hear on All Booked Up eventually is gonna be available at your local library. There are 37 branches all throughout Erie County. So once we're open, we're going to be there for all your needs. So stop on by once we can. 
Uh, for now, though, feel free to join our website, www.buffalolib.org. We'll have all sorts of online tools to help you guys out um, for teaching kids at home and for tax season, which is coming up in a couple of months, which is pretty I mean, awesome. tax season, like, happened. It's not due to I don't mean July. it's happening again, I understand. Also, people, census. Census, census, census. The library is really big on the census, and it stinks that we're closed because we had computers, so you can mm-hmm. come in and do it. It's really important. I did my census. Did you do yours? I did do my census. There you go. Do it. It's really important. It depends if you get money for things. So if there's one thing I want, it's money. So 100%. Like that's true. And please follow us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod, and you can see how oh, just I had the best day ever on I Twitter. I saw you get blown oh, up man. about that. Yep, I tweeted Bobby Burke from Queer Eye about about my kitchen, how I painted my cupboards green, and guess what? Bobby Burke loves them. I'm printing that out and I'm framing it in the kitchen. It as made me well, so happy. As well, you should. You, you you did a quick turn on his advice you, and you improved upon it and he gave you the thumbs up. I love him. I love him so much. Watch so much Queer Eye. Okay, here's some facts for you to horrify you on this day. Can't wait. Some of them aren't terrible. But did you know that many shredded cheeses and cereals contain cellulose, a.k.a. wood pulp? Nice. That's what that is. So uh, cellulose is essentially sawdust, and it's often used in various shredded cheese and cereals to prevent them from clumping. Okay. Mmm, delicious. You it's like got, that? I need fiber, so it's going to help. You do. Um, this was kind of cute, though. A typical ear of corn always has an even number of rows. Ooh, I wish it, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, it's, it, they usually ends up being 16. But yeah, it's always even. Uh, so feel, you better count them. I feel as a, I feel like a bad Native American for not knowing that now. I feel like I should have corn um, <laughs> facts coming out. I of believe my... Jacob, it is maize oh, for geez. you. Jeez, see that? Look at that. <laughs> even messed up the most basic one. Um, this is gross. One burger patty can contain hundreds of different cows. Nice. No, it's Good. not nice. According to the Washington Post, hamburgers are almost always a mishmash of many animals. Um, the ground beef that you get at the supermarket is made of, of just like an unknown collection of muscle, muscle tissue. Still better than what they put in hot dogs. That is 100% <laughs> accurate. It's the most accurate fact you've ever said. Um, this one's super dope. Did you know scientists can turn peanut butter into diamonds? Well, I know what we're doing later. Well, some scientists in Germany have discovered that since peanut butter is so rich in carbon, it is possible to turn some Skippy into diamonds. All you need to do... So when you're home and bored later, if you can extract the oxygen from the carbon dioxide found in the peanut spread and then enact just immense pressure on the carbon left behind, kaboom. You got yourself a diamond. Put it in a mason jar and just play Queen and David Bowie in the background. That should do it nicely. You, I just, so angry. (laughs) Let me end this episode. And the last one, the red food dye used in Skittles. Do you know what that's made of? uh, Don't. It's my favorite candy, so be tread lightly here. Oh, that's fine. Just know that the red ones, they're red because they're made from boiled beetles. Mm. (laughs) It's carmine. Karmic acid is common red food diets and Skittles, um, those little gross cherries that come on the top of Sundays, raspberry and strawberry flavored junk food. Um, but yeah, what that is, is a crushed carcass of um, a certain kind of beetle. That's where you get your dye from. You know what? I see this as an absolute win because most people be like, now I can't eat Skittles or strawberries. I'm like, now 
I know I can eat some beetles if I cr- crush them down and they'll taste like red Skittles. Just yep. the optimism yep. for you. That's what You're I'm, exactly like what, what I need during this quarantine. Oh, oh my, you know what? You know what? We need to end the show because it's just started snowing again out here. Right now. Well, yeah, we need, we need a little love. But you guys. <laughs> I, I love the nice weather I've been having for the show lately. <laughs> this is great. It's unlucky. But thank you so much for listening. Please uh, tweet us. Let us know what delicious things that you ate on this wonderful day. And we will catch you next time. Bye.